Another episode of A Collective Perspective. This is our F. Christopher Blue and Aisha Calloway. Ms. Calloway, how are you doing this evening? I am great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Yeah, so today's episode is called Money, Power, Respect. Of course, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to just how we got distracted. Okay. What I wanted to do was <laughs> Money, Power, Respect. You talk about money and power and respect. You know what I'm saying? Some things that... Many African Americans just don't really have a lot of. Um, so um, <laughs> let me go into the um, what I want to say about it. You know, as a young black man, not as young as I used to be, of course, with ambitions and goals. At times, I wonder if I'll be able to achieve my objectives. Yes, basic goals such as a beautiful wife, a strong family life, an advanced degree, and a well-balanced life, I've achieved without question. These alone proves that I'm blessed. However, we all know that as black people. There is more than the basics. We must be concerned with our well-being in terms of the right to live as civilized human beings, our capacity to provide for our families now and in the future, and our ability to negotiate our status as well as influence how we are perceived in this world. Now, all of these concerns are not easily achievable and takes time to bring to reality, which brings about a new question. How much time? Time is not a renewable commodity. It is fleeting and is running out for most of us who are currently in a struggle against these issues. It is no longer reasonable to believe that the next generation will be able to automatically capitalize on the successes of the preceding generation, if only slightly. As we all die and leave nothing or virtually nothing to the next generation, each generation must begin again in their quest to provide and maintain a quality of life that creates success for our children. However, that infrastructure, which creates the basis for future success, does not exist. Which brings us to the heart of the topic tonight, economic self-sufficiency. One of the biggest contradictions that exists in a black community deals with the topics of economics. We will not deal with the topic of currency because the value of a dollar rises and falls almost each decade. But we all deal with systems which can be set to generate the continuous recycling of resources. And that's what we want to talk about today, money, power, and respect. Ms. Galloway? 
I would definitely have to agree with you, Mr. Blue, on everything you just said. And um, for every individual, they have to figure out for themselves, you know, the level of, quote, unquote, money, power, and respect, you know, is for them. And I just think it's a very important show. I think people need to um, definitely be listening and, more importantly, just asking themselves, you know, what, what is that to me, for me? What is that? You know, so hopefully today after listening to a um, few callers, they can have a better idea of what defines them when we're talking about money, power, and respect. No doubt. Well, I think the mountain thing that cripples um, populations, you know, not just African-American, but um, all cultures and um, (laughs) races, are affected by debt. Debt is strangling America, and I think that's one of the reasons why we find ourselves in a high recession at this point in time. It's strangling us. Um, African-American debt in particular is increasing faster than income. America is a nation propped up on credit card debt, and data collected by the Federal Reserve shows that minorities are mostly at risk of damaging their financial futures due to poor credit card management. African-American households in particular were shown to spend larger percentages of their incomes paying a credit card and other high-interest rate debt, heading closer to foreclosure bankruptcy while enriching lenders. So basically, the money that we generate is contributing to the, the power, the money that the banks and other and people who have um, vested interest in banks are making. So while the poor truly are getting poor, the rich are truly are getting richer off the backs of the poor. You know what I'm saying, Ms. Calloway? That, I agree with that, I agree with that 100%. I just, um, listening to you, it makes it does make sense, but, you know, again, I guess my standpoint on pretty much any view is that, you know, we have to, to work for self and um, figure out what we can do for self first. And um, with that, I don't know, I just, I, I agree with you, but... I always try to find, you know, what the issue is and how do we fix the issue. Mm-hmm. So in your opinion, what is the issue? The issue itself, I think we have to um, define ourselves, not so much society, but, you know, define ourselves as far as, you know, what's important to us, you know, what equals money, power, and respect for us. I mean, all those things, everything plays into that. I mean, the children, you know, your employment, your relationships as a whole, everything plugs into into that one outlet, per se. And um, we just really have to to fix whatever it is. And it could be something different for everybody. I don't think there's one set issue. It could be different for everybody. You know, for me, it could be relationships. For somebody else, it could be employment. You know, we look for money, power, and respect in different ways and on different levels. So, again, it's an individual thing. Mm-hmm. When I was a college student, I, I, like many, many college students, received, you know, credit cards out the yin-yang with, like, unheard of unheard of um, amounts of credit. So um, I was just thinking about how credit card, you know what I'm saying, about credit cards and how much debt I found myself in behind credit cards. Um, and, and as many um, African Americans and many other people, I'm sure, have the same problem because credit card debt, has caused African-American families in particular to use critical financial resources 
to pay mountain monthly interest payments instead of saving or acquiring assets such as real estate. It has also caused long-term disadvantages for African Americans because of the way lenders assign interest ramps and insurance companies set premiums. Um, I was talking to a family just recently who had like a, a variable rate, and the variable when they, when they got in it was real low, like four percent. But then uh-huh. um, maybe like maybe eight months later, I mean the thing was up to like nineteen percent. They had to pay back. It was just a ridiculous. So basically, their payments went from six hundred or five hundred dollars one month to about fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred the following month. And they wasn't prepared, you know what I'm saying, for such a jump. And really, the, why was such a jump automatic like that? I mean, who can, when you're used to paying 600 and then all of a sudden now you have to pay like twice that, I mean, that's, that's crippling in itself. I mean, who really plans for such, such things and such issues? Another thing is that um, realtors, I mean, realtors, they capitalize on such things because they know in the end, you know what I'm saying, ha, 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 the likelihood of them paying off this, it's unlikely we'll own this house again in three, five, ten years, and it's a real sad state of affairs. Um, legislation is supposed to be cracking down on it, but the lobbyists are in the um, politicians' pockets, so therefore, I mean, there's not going to really be any end hope to this. We have to educate ourselves and escape such problems and such issues. Well, I'm going to cut you off for a second, Mr. Blue, and, you know, I agree with everything you're stating right now, but that's why, you know, everything has to begin with self because, you know, you're applying for a variable rate, and that's what we need to understand. So sometimes we put ourselves in positions because variable means just that. You know, one month it could be $600 a month, and you might get a letter saying, you know what, starting three months from now, your mortgage is going to be, you know, X amount $100. So, I mean, you put yourself in position. So you have to think, do I really have to have this house right now? You have to think about that because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Um, and, and that's just so important, again, it comes to self. It's not right, you know, what the lenders are doing. I'm not saying they're correct in their actions. But, again, you know, you have to look at self and say, okay, you know, what, what are the possibilities? What might happen? And once you weigh those options, you have to decide that's something you want to do, you know, because, again, that house might break you down and leave it from that apartment to having a roommate with your mom or your cousin or somebody if you can't afford that variable mortgage, you know, so we have to take self-responsibility. Work mm-hmm. on that credit and get a fixed interest rate. That's all I can tell you, you know, and that's just the truth. I'd rather have a fixed 12% if that's what I have to have because I know exactly what I'm going to be required to, you know, pay monthly, but a variable is just, I mean, I don't know. I just, we got to be smarter. We, we just have to be. Take an extra year or two, work on your credit, and get a fixed rate, and that's right. that's where I stand on that. So I, I agree with everything right. you're saying again, but we gotta take responsibility. We just have to. Right, right. I totally respect that. Um, let's look at that. You know, I particularly talk about you know, the population I, I, I work with, which is primarily African Americans. Um, it's like the, you know most of the debt that they acquire that they're paying you know astronomical um, interest rates on are like for things that depreciate in value, um, cars, furniture, electronics, appliances, jewelry, versus like, you know what I'm saying, trying to own um, realty. I mean, I don't really know that many African Americans that own land or own houses or property in that such a way. But um, it's an indication that blacks are using credit inappropriately to stretch their incomes. I mean, I know people that everybody just about it I know that who discusses their credit with me pays the minimum. And the minimum is going to have you locked in 
for an extended period of time. Definitely. And it's it's, it's a sad state of affairs. It's like, you know, with my house that I own, I, I, in my mind, I've always said, I stated that, you know, my plan is to pay, make one extra payment a year to knock down, you know what I'm saying, how much time I'm paying it and how much money I end up paying overall because, you know, you might pay 150000 for a house, but with interest mm-hmm. and all that stuff and over a 30-year period, you're paying about 230 depending on your interest rate. Exactly. I mean, you pay that extra payment. You might knock that down to 190 $180, you know what I'm saying? You make two extra payments, you might knock it down even further. But unfortunately, That's we get into this chapter paying just what's required, just doing what's required, and just doing what's required cripples us. I agree with that. Um, and, you know, I think that a lot of people, especially African Americans, and I'm speaking from my experience, um, they focus mm-hmm. on the wrong things. You know, I'm getting some new rims on my car, or I just bought this chain, or, oh, I got these, you know, BCBG shoes, or, you know, I mean, it's just, you got this nice car, and it's cute, it's pretty, nice paint job, but you live with your mama, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just, our focus is so misguided, and I'm not sure why. It's just I think we're looking for um, approval from friends and associates and things of that nature, and by doing so, we don't focus on what needs to be focused on, which are the things like getting our credit where it needs to be, you know, and, and learning how to manage our finances. So we're not having to just pay the minimal amount on a credit card. We can say, you know what, I bought, I don't know, I bought this wash machine for a thousand bucks. I'm going to pay three hundred a month. I'm not going to just send in twenty dollars. You know, this a thousand dollar wash machine is now twenty five hundred dollars. You know, by the time you pay it off. But again, you know, our focus is not where it needs to be, and that is a big, big issue. And um, I don't, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know where you start. But, you know, even with, with college loans and things like that, you know, we really need to start pre-planning on how to pay all of that money back. And I think the, the most devastating thing for me is when I hear somebody say, oh, I went into um, a check-in-the-loan type place or car title loan place. You know, they don't realize what they're doing and what position they're putting themselves in financially. You know, you were better off with no money in your pocket versus going to a title loan place that you're going to owe, more than likely, you know, end up doubling or tripling that amount that you borrowed because you're not going to be able to pay them back in full, Right. you know. So we just, again, we really got to stop and think and go from there. I just, I don't know. We have to, we have to plan better. We have to think better. We need to start trying to take some money management seminars. Or my thing is always find somebody that's where you are or where you want to be, excuse me, where you want to be, and, and draw from them. You know, how'd you get your house? How'd you do this? How'd you do that? Learn from their mistakes so you don't have to make them. And, you know, and improve yourself. Improve yourself. Now, credit is something that we have control over. We can make the choices to, you know, utilize it or not utilize it, to pay on it, to get a better one. We all have, I think we have total control over credit if we're smart about it. But there's certain things we can't control when it comes to money, and that's the staggering wage gap and based on gender and race. And it's, it's, it's probably even more defined now than it has ever been because even though um, education, we're probably the smartest generation ever, um, the, the, the gender gap, the wage gap between the gender and the races is still astronomical 
And you would mm-hmm. think that in this day of time we would have been able to erode some of that disparity, but unfortunately mm-hmm. it's just as profound, if not more so than ever. For instance, white men, let's just say they're the, they're the norms, and we just put their rate at 100%. African Americans, we would put their rate at 72% of that, that high echelon pay. Hispanic men would come at measly 57%. On Caucasian women, 73%. African American women, 63%, and Hispanic women, 51%. I mean, so even with the closest neighbor and person in wage, is more than 25% difference. Wow. And that's disturbing, considering mm, aren't is. we all the same of creed or to do and do the same work? In fact, I know for a fact I do um, much better work than a lot of my. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not even going to all that. It's oh, you know that, huh? for like, you know work, that. But the ERA, <laughs> equal you pay for that. equal work. But, but unfortunately, it's just not a reality, and that was a law that was put into effect in 1972. Maybe we should all bind as a people and make a civil lawsuit, uh, a combined lawsuit, in which to basically get back the wages in which we owe, because we're cut. You owe us approximately 25%, some of us up to 45% of what we should have been getting if we're all equal under the eyes of the law. I understand what you're saying, but the good thing about that, and I'm not, I don't know if it's good or not, but I know what is currently happening is that um, when I look around college classrooms and things of that nature, you know, I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot less males. I mean, it's just the number of males is, is almost non-existent, whether it be black, white, Hispanic, or otherwise. Um, and even more saddening, it's, uh, even larger decrease of African-American males. I mean, I, I see a lot of women, so I think at some point, you know, women will begin to um, break through that glass ceiling and earn more money. And I think you are going to have a lot more women CEOs and, you know, directors and, you know, things of that nature eventually. And that's just looking across, again, you know, the college campuses and things of that nature, even looking at the dropout rate from high school and things like that. So I don't know. Maybe some of the men were be more entrepreneurs. I don't know. Um, but as far as education and our society is built on that currently, um, I do see a change happening slowly but surely. I do. I really do. Um, I don't know how positive or negative or if it even has some sort of um, measure to it. But, again, currently it's a lot of, a lot of women, I mean, I don't care what field you look in, whether it's nursing, whether it's, you know, um, social work, it's a lot of women that are going to school. And even when men go, a bachelor's level is, is, is hard. Anything past that, good luck, you know. I mean, so, I, again, and, you know, these men that are not finishing school and among other things, these are, these are our leaders. These are, it just, it trickle. it's a big trickle-down effect. You know, I think women start having a lack of um, respect for them. And, you know, because they're not being the quote-unquote breadwinners, you know, again, that makes them feel powerless. So it, it, it's kind of like a trickle-down effect. So I, I don't know. we got to figure out something, and, I, and I'm glad you're bringing up all these issues. I really am. I guess I'm just kind of geared toward how do we fix it, you know, and that's why I'm glad, you know, we have this show because I hope it is empowering and people are listening and, you know, talking to each other and talking to friends and families and things like that because we do need to fix it. We do need to look at what the issue is and how we can fix the issue, how can we, be, we can begin to tailor, you know, to the issue per se. You know, we have a lot of work to do to um, 
earn money, power, and respect for self first and foremost, you know? Right, right. So. Well, I like to paraphrase um, Little Kim, you know, of all people to quote, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she believes in money, power, and respect. I mean, first, you get the money. Then you get the power. And after you get the power, people will respect you. What's your thoughts on that? I agree. Even if you look at self, you know, again, I, I don't know. I think you have to respect yourself all the time, but I think money does give you a certain level of self-respect, even from your wife or your children or, or anything, you know what I mean? Um, money is important. It shouldn't be, um, quote, unquote, the main focus, but it's very important. We cannot survive um, without it. I mean, you know, you have bills, you have to eat. You know, your children have to go to school. I mean, it's just money, 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 money everywhere you look. In church, you know, at work, they need to make sure you get your, your notes typed in. They need to make sure you got this. If you document this, you know, in the hospital, you can't give away a free pair of socks. You know, you need to write down that $30 pair of socks you gave that patient, you know. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's very important. And, and I hate to even think about it like that, but it's the truth. You know, you gotta have you got to have money. And money does equal power. I mean, look at all of our, the rappers. They have so much influence and so much power over, you know, their their listeners and their fans, per se, because of because right. of the money they have that gave them that power, you know. And even though they may not be a good role model, these fans have a certain level of respect for him or for them. You know, they'll go out and spend their last dollar to go to the concert. You know, that brother's not even going to see you from stage, what you got. I mean, you know. <laughs> but right, right. It is true, you know, even with, with anybody like talk show hosts. I mean, it's it's very true. It really is. Okay. I just, wow, you just blew my mind. No, I'm, I'm, said, I'm, I've heard the song before, and I'm sitting here thinking about it now, like, wow. Now, I agree with what she's saying. I just don't particularly agree with the order. See, I believe in respect, power, and money. First, you get the respect. Mm-hmm. Then you get the power, and after you get the power, the money should follow you. See, with great power okay. comes great responsibility. And I got that from Spider-Man, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I think that people are misusing, misusing power, and even though they may garner respect, it's not really earned respect, and it's not the respect that they should have, you know what I'm saying? Maybe respect because they have money, not respect because of the influence and the things that they contribute to the community. And that's what it should be, but, again, you know, that's not what it is. And looking at it for exactly what it is, it is in the order that little Kim described it. And, and I mean, that's mm-hmm. our society. That's what we are currently. You know, so I can't speak right. on what's going to happen. You know, but the but your order is what it would it should be. It would be nice to be that way. However, it's just not. You know, we have to work right. for where we are and um, make change that way. We have to meet the people where they are, so. It is what it is. All right, we'll take a brief break and we'll be right back. Eclectic, eclectic perspective, perspective, perspective. <laughs> All right, we're back, and now we're going to talk about business. People that have their own businesses and doing it for themselves, self, getting the money, having the power, and having the respect. All right. So, Miss Bernie. Tell me a little bit about your business, please. 
Uh, yes, Mr. Blue, um, our business, we are a local nonprofit organization in the South Carolina area. Um, we were formed in 2003 with the mission of helping uh, creating financial freedom for families in South Carolina. We do that by helping individuals learn how to better manage their money so that they can manage their life. Uh, we teach classes uh, ranging from basic banking to budgeting all the way up to uh, understanding how to invest and even home ownership. And so we believe that we are making a huge difference in the community right now as there are many individuals who are struggling um, with the current economic conditions. And our uh, organization is poised to reach out to the local community and help individuals during this time. Well, great. We're glad to have you on the show, and we thank you for your time. I wanted to ask you, where do you teach these workshops? Um, actually, we are serving the Tri-County area of South Carolina right now. Uh, we do, at times, also do teleconferences um, as well with our seminars and trainings. And, but basically in the Tri-County area of South Carolina, which is Charleston, Dorchester, and Berkeley County. We also go into um, churches, businesses. Or, uh, we uh, work with other nonprofit organizations who have a need to have financial literacy taught as a part of their programs and uh, even into the workplace. And so anybody that, again, is just interested in learning how to better manage what they have and do more with what they have, our organization is poised to do that, and that's what we've been doing in the local community. Okay. It that you have a great passion for this endeavor that you um, started in 2003. Is it bringing you the, um, the benefits that you wish it would have when you established it? Well, um, I do have a passion for it. And anybody that has formed a nonprofit organization or has a heart of service realizes that um, we're never doing it for ourselves. And so if you're talking about monetary benefits necessarily, no, that has not come. I actually invest a great deal into this organization to make it continue to grow. To, to grow. But if you're asking about the benefits of uh, changing people's lives and making a difference in people's lives, it has had just intangible benefits. Uh, I get no greater pleasure than seeing someone um, just get a taste of what it means to manage their money better or not to have to live from paycheck to paycheck or to experience what it means to have a little bit of money in savings so they don't have to use a charge card or, or get a loan from someone. Uh, it has enormous benefits in that area. And how does someone go about um, learning where you guys are going to have, hold a workshop or hold um, some sort of event so they can be a part of it to learn? I mean, is there a website they go to or how would they sure, contact yes. you or just find out information? Yeah, most definitely, Aisha. We actually have a wonderful website. That website is uh, www.increasinghope.org, and they can see the trainings that we have coming up. They're even able to register online. Um, there is a little box there that says Just Ask Dorothea, where if they want to send questions to us directly, we will answer their questions back in a private manner. Um, we also, believe it or not, have a local TV show that we take call-ins as that show is airing live. So there are many, many ways that they can um, see what we're doing. If they'd like to sign up for our newsletter, which has our upcoming trainings in it, they're able to do that on the website as well. And if they'd just like to give us a call, our local phone number is area code 843-225-4343. That goes directly to our office, and uh, we'll be glad to uh, help them any way that we can. Well, thank you, Ms. Bernique. Is there any um, <laughs> last words you would like to leave the listening audience with? 
Well, um, actually, Mr. Blue, basically what I would like to tell individuals is um, the Financial Training Center which is located in South Carolina. We understand that individuals, a lot of times, the thing that hinders them is the fact that they're either ashamed, embarrassed, and even pride gets in our way from coming to get the help that we need. But at the Financial Training Center, uh, we know what our mission is. We believe in what we do. We don't sit in judgment of anyone. It's our hearts is our just that people would walk through the door. And so what I would like to do is encourage your listeners to get the help that they need, whether it's learning how to balance your checkbook or how to get out from under the check cashing um, facilities or whatever the case may be, come get the help. And, and um, there's nothing like experiencing true financial freedom. And that might just mean going from living from paycheck to paycheck. That's a level of freedom. So we want to encourage you not to allow uh, those things to hinder you from coming to get the help that you need. Our purpose is to serve, not to judge, and uh, that's what we love to be able to do. We just need the people to, to come in and receive our services. And thank you so much for your time and the opportunity to share our organization with the community. I really appreciate it, Mr. Blue. Well, thank you. We appreciate you as well. And I'll be contacting you soon. All right. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, Mike, we want to thank you for calling the show. And if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and where you're located, we would appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, the name of my business is Barrier Island Landscaping. Uh, We're located over here on James Island, but – we serve the whole entire uh, low country as far as, you know, the whole, basically Charleston County. We do, you know, James Island, Johnson Island, Mount Pleasant, North Charleston, um, West Ashley, basically the whole Tri-County area we, we serve. And um, <clears throat> we've been in business since 2005, and uh, we do everything from, you know, cutting grass to, you know, planting new grass to sodding people's yards to taking out old shrubs, putting in new shrubs, putting in new flowers. Um, basically, anything landscape we do. And, do you uh, enjoy your work? Absolutely. I love being outside. I love, you know, taking care of people's lawns. It's it's a really rewarding job. I mean, we, you know, you can take something that's so ugly and just make it so beautiful, and that's, you know, a really rewarding part of my job. Okay. Um, do you, does your company provide a written plan or a contract before you guys actually go in and start making, um, start landscaping? Yes, we do. Um, we will, you know, if we're doing like a maintenance plan, um, you know, we take care of yards and businesses. We do, um, you know, landscape maintenances for several businesses in Charleston. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll have a maintenance plan with, uh, you know, written signed contract. Um, stating, you know, how many times we're going to come a year and what all that includes and the price and everything. And are you guys licensed or? Yes, yes, we are licensed. We're insured. Got over a million dollars of liability coverage, workers' compensation coverage, all that stuff. So, yes. Well, if you could give our listeners um, some contact information so they can contact you for our website, phone number, things of that nature. Yeah, um, my website is barrierislandslandscaping.com, um, and my phone number is 843-343-9350. And once again, that website, barrierislandslandscaping.com, 
And number is 343-9350. All right. Well, again, thank you. We appreciate you. You, 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 you. And now, another caller is going to tell us about her great business. Caller. Hi, my name is McClunson West, and I'm the owner of Givers Back Care. We're a non-medical in-home care company. We're based in Somerville, South Carolina, but we service the entire Tri-County area. And we provide companionship services, personal care services, such as dating, feeding, and dressing. Our services are provided to new mothers as well as the disabled. Um, what made you decide to open your own business? After working at different companies and working different jobs, I always enjoyed helping people. I just decided to go on my own because of certain things that I saw working different places that I didn't like, and I decided in order to do something about it, why not go into business for myself? What's the most enjoyable thing about owning your own business? As far as for this business, I think the most enjoyable thing would be my clients. Being your clients, getting the feedback from your clients of how great of a job you're doing or how much they love the caregiver that comes out to them because then that makes you feel like you're doing your job mm-hmm. when you get what the feedback. Some, and what were some of your trials and tribulations um, with starting your own business? Well, of course, in the beginning, obviously, financially, it was, you know, it was trying. You're always going to spend more in the beginning than you're going to make. Uh, finding good workers, reliable right. workers. Right. What's your future goals for your business? To expand. I would like to mm-hmm. expand into maybe open up a retirement home or a retirement village. Okay. Well, for our callers that are listening and would like to contact you to possibly um, give you some business or maybe even be an employee, can you give them your contact information? I sure will. Once again, the company name is Givers That Care, and our phone number is 843-875-7670. And we also have a website, which is www.giversthatcare.org. Can you give them that website one more time, please? www.giversthatcare.org. Well, I would like to thank you for calling, and we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Running a business can't be easy, so we thank you again for calling and sharing with us. Mr. Blue, is there anything you would like to add? Yes, would you like to leave the listening audience with any last words in regards to your business? As far as this business goes, like I said, you know, decide to open because I love working with people and I love helping people. So if that's something that you, you're looking for care or if you're looking for employment, feel free to contact us. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. And here, another business owner telling us about his business. Mr. EJ. How you doing? My name is EJ. Um, I do uh, mobile auto mechanic. I do uh, light. Uh, jobs like tune-ups, oil changes, and freight jobs on site. Um, any heavier jobs, transmission exchanges, or engine exchanges, I do out of Goose Creek. Do you enjoy your work? Oh yes, been doing it now over 15 years. 15 years of experience. 
Wow. Well, I heard you say that you were mobile, so you're telling me if I break down on the side of the road on 26, I can just give you a call and you come out and take care of it. Uh, I can't say I can do it all that I need to do right there on the eye, but uh -huh. I can probably come out there and give you a good diagnosis of what's going on or what needs to be done. Okay. And how do our listeners contact you? Um, area code 843-478-0359. And do you have any specific hours? I mean, if it's 1 o'clock in the morning, or are they able to call you at that hour? Or um, I can say they can call me. I'm not promising that you will be able to get me. But, okay. yes, you can call me, leave a message, and I'll probably get back with you as soon as I can. And for something like an oil change, what is your prices? What are your prices? Uh, for basic oil change, to come out and change your oil, you buy your uh, supplies, um, I charge you like $20 to come out and change it on site. Okay, not bad, not bad. Well, we want to thank you for calling into the show. We appreciate you, and thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. And hopefully some of our listeners will be giving you a call. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. And now we'll be speaking with Mrs. Ashley Mitchell, telling us about her business. Hello, how are you? I'm doing fine, ma'am. Yourself? Doing pretty good. I'm here today to tell you a little bit about what I do, and I am a realtor yes, in the Charleston area. Um, I help people from first-time home buyers all the way to move-up buyers, um, people who are in trouble with short sales or foreclosures, um, relocations to the Charleston area, anything like that. You know, we're here to help. We also um, it's just satisfying, I guess, satisfying to help families with a life-changing decision. And um, I've been doing it for almost five years now. Mm -hmm. Me and my husband bought our first home. I guess I kind of just saw how satisfying it was, and we got into the business. Well, I got into the business, got my license, and I'm with Carolina One Real Estate now here in the Charleston area. Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy your work? I love it. It's great. Um, meet a lot of families, and I think that's what's so much fun about it is we do meet a lot of families, get to stay in touch with the families and see their kids grow over the years along with, you know, with mine. Most of them stay really good close friends with, and then we turn around sell their houses, make them move up when they have more additions to their family or things change mm -hmm. where they get relocated. Mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot of people are apprehensive about buying. What, can you, what information can you provide them with? to let them know that it, the process is not as um, bloated or as cumbersome as it may appear to be. Okay. It is um, a difficult, not really difficult if you follow what you're supposed to do. Um, it's mm -hmm. time-consuming. It's, you know, nothing's handed to you easily. However, it is a very rewarding transaction once it happens. And the benefits of home buying is more, I mean, you'll never know how benefiting it is until you do it. It's not mm -hmm. as hard as you think. A lot of people think that it's, it's a you know, really hard to purchase a home, and really it's not. Um, they have programs still out there to help you with your down payment assistance. You know, you can get the seller to pay your closing costs. So really you won't be coming out of pocket with a lot of money. You know, a lot of people don't think that their credit's good enough, but we also have credit repair places that can help you with that as well. Oh, okay, okay. Are there any government programs still in existence that can um, also assist um, consumers with buying a home? There is. There's a state housing program. Um, which also helps you with your down payment assistance. So right now you have a 3.5% down payment. Well, with the state housing, if you uh, 
um, qualify for it, they will help you and actually pay your 3.5% down payment for you. So, again, you're coming, you know, to the table with pretty much no money out of pocket. Um, and there's also VA if you've been a military, served, you know, served in the military. There's also VA, which is 100% financing. So there's still a lot of programs out there um, that just help different people. Okay. Um, Mr. Fisher, would you like to provide us with your contact information so that people can um, have your services rendered to them? Sure. Uh, my phone number is 843-530-3789. You can always call me or you can email me at a Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, at carolina1.com. Um, and, again, okay. even if you don't live in the Charleston area, just give me a call and we can still help you. Mm-hmm. Is there any last words you would like to leave the um, listening audience with? Not really. Just give me a call and see what you can do. It's not as hard as you think, so and it's, it's pretty rewarding once it's done. So just give me a call. All right. Well, thank you. And that was Mrs. Ashley Mitchell. Well, thank you, Jason, for calling the show. If you could um, please tell our listeners a little bit about what you do. Okay, sure. Well, uh, first of all, my name is uh, Jason Coy, and uh, I have my own company. The name of the company is U-Images Photography. Um, I've been shooting for about uh, 10 years. Um, this is something that I love to do with a passion, um, and, and uh, I definitely try to uh, do the best I can at, uh, at photography. Okay, what type of photos do you normally, um, what type of photo shoots do you normally participate in? Okay, well, uh, great question. What I do is I actually do, uh, I do a lot of weddings. Um, I actually do a lot of concerts. Um, I actually shoot for Ozone Magazine. Um, so I do a lot of concerts with uh, celebrities. Um, I've shot Trey Songs. I've shot uh, T.I. I've shot uh, Morris Chestnut. Um, just a, a few different people, but uh, like I said, I, I really love what I do. Are you are you following your passion, Jason? Yes, yes, I am following my passion. Um, I was actually how I got started was um, I was a traveling photographer for Walmart, and I used to have to travel uh, travel to different states and uh, different Walmart to do photos. And uh, what I came up with um, is I, I started really liking what I what I was doing, and uh, I saw that uh, you can make you know good decent money. By doing it, so um, I was like, "Hey, instead of uh, instead of making Walmart money, hey, I might as well make my own money." And uh, that's how I got started. Good. Well, we want to thank you for taking the time to call the show. And if you could leave our listeners with your contact information, we would appreciate it. Sure, sure, sure. Well, again, my name is Jason Kors with uh, Images Photography, and uh, you can you can go to my website. My website is www at uimagesphotos.com, and you can also reach me on my number, uh, and that number is 843-532-3856. And, again, that's 843-532-3856. Can you give them the website one more time, please? And that website is uimagesphotos.com, and that's U-I-M-A-G-E-S-P-H-O-T-O-S.com. Well, thank you again for calling the show. Mr. Blue, is there anything else you would like to say before he leaves us? Yes, Mr. Course, do you want to leave that? Listen to the audience with any last words in regards to photography? Sure, sure. Um, well, one thing I want to say is, uh, you know, go for your passion. You know, anything that you have in life and anything that you enjoy, uh, definitely strive for it and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it because 
Look, you really can. All right. Amen. Beautiful statement. Thank you, sir. Uh, you're and welcome. Anytime, guys. And that's Jason Kors with U Images. And believe me, he's the best photographer in Charleston, guaranteed. One dough, each you won award several years in a row, and I guarantee you he will win again. Thank you, sir. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate you guys. Eclectic. Eclectic. Perspective. 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 All right. Yeah, money, power, and respect. I mean, there's just so much that can be said about this subject, and we're only covering uh, an inkling of it. Ms. Calloway. Well, I want our listeners to realize that um, we have provided them a starting point for money management with um, – Please forgive me. I believe her name is Miss Bernice. Bernique. Miss Bernique. Am I correct, Blue? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So, you know, please take advantage of that and give Miss Bernique a phone call so she can at least, you know, help you with getting your money right. And again, like Miss Bernique said, even if it's just <clears throat> excuse me. Even if it's just, you know, so you're not living paycheck to paycheck, maybe you can put up five, ten, you know, fifteen bucks every pay period and that's a start to um financial success. And if you're seeking to be a homeowner, you know, there was some information about that. Once you get your home we have somebody that can take care of your lawn. I mean just again utilize all of the numbers and people that, you know, provided what they do, the names of their companies and their phone numbers, call them, reach out. Even if you just want to know how do you start your own business, call them. It doesn't have to be for their particular services. Um, and most importantly, I think, in my opinion, our most important caller was Miss Bernique because um, that's, that's where everything starts is with her, basically, you know, learning how to manage your income, whatever it may be, whether it's 20000 a year or, or 60000 Just, um, you know, definitely begin – to respect yourself and seek financial success by calling her if you're not sure how to manage your money. And even if you are managing your money well, it never hurts. You know, we can always learn something else to increase our um, current money situation. So, again, just even call the show if you need to have you have questions, call us. We'll be glad to help you as much as we can. All right. My voice sounds so tired today. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> oh, man. <clears throat> I'm to watch my dog. This policy is valid from January 4th, 2019. This podcast is a personal podcast written and edited by F. Christopher Blue and his conglomerates at morningtherapy.org. For questions about this podcast, please contact staff at morethantherapy.org. The podcast accepts form of cash advertising, sponsorship, paid insertions, or other forms of compensation. The compensation received may influence the advertising content, topics, or posts made in this podcast. That content, advertising space, or posts may not always be identified as paid or sponsored content. The owners of this podcast is compensated to provide opinion on products, services, websites, and various other topics. Even though the owners of this podcast receives compensation for our post or advertisements, 
We always give our honest opinions, findings, beliefs, or experiences on those topics or products. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are purely the podcast's own. Any product claim, statistic, quote, or other representation about a product or service should be verified with the manufacturer, provider, or party in question. This podcast does not contain any content which might present a conflict of interest.